1: watering your lawn, trees, or garden, it sounds simple, but there is a science behind it, especially if you're looking to conserve water. I'm Stephanie Hoff for the Midwest Farm Report, visiting with Lisa Johnson, our Dane County uh, Horticulture Extension agent uh, here at the Dane County Extension offices. And I want to start first with how we can take advantage of the water that's coming down anyway as rain. If you pay for water, rainwater is free, and so how can people yield it to their advantage?
0: Uh, sure. So with um, with rainwater, you want to try and keep it on your property if possible. So one thing that you can do is to construct uh, a rain garden, and I have different uh, presentations about how to do that. Um, it's actually not all that difficult. You size the rain garden usually based on the type of um, soil that you have and the texture of soil so you might make it bigger or smaller depending on how fast it drains and usually we're going to construct a rain garden where there's runoff so typically that's going to be um, from your roof and from a downspout. The other thing that you can put in a downspout is a rain barrel and so you can collect rain uh, in the rain barrel Often we want to make sure that the rain barrel does not become a mosquito breeding ground, so there are various things that you can do. Um, You can put um, mosquito um, biscuits, the the dunks in there, that's a um, naturally occurring bacterium that will keep them from um, being able to thrive in that environment and you can use that rainwater um, for your landscape plants and perennials. We don't recommend it for your vegetables um, because it goes off of your asphalt shingles and there can be chemicals that kind of run off with the shingles and it goes through your aluminum gutter and Um, sometimes there are things in the gutter that are not so great, like leaf buildup and uh, you might have bacteria and so on in there. So, uh, but you can certainly use it for your landscape plants. Yeah, so there's two options right
1: off the bat. I want to go back to the rain garden. Uh, We're here talking where the Dane County Extension Master Gardener Teaching Garden is. Within this garden is a rain garden. Explain to us what a rain garden looks like. And there's other advantages to it besides
0: just collecting water. Mm -hmm. Okay, so a rain garden is typically collected uh, in order to keep rain on your property, to keep uh, from having problems with erosion, um, to prevent runoff that goes into the lakes and might pick up nitrogen and uh, particularly phosphorus along the way. So people often will do this where they've got a problem with erosion or excess uh, runoff. And a rain garden can look a lot of different ways, but often people are going to make it kind of a teardrop shape or a round shape. Um, And again, you put it at the base of your um, downspout so that you can use the water that comes off of that during a rain. And often what people are going to do is to plant that rain garden with native prairie plants. And you do that because the prairie plants are really good at producing a very deep, robust root system that creates channels in the soil that allows that rain to be uh, absorbed better. While you're planting those natives, you're also supporting pollinators, so you can have things that are blooming from early in the season until late in the season and be supporting pollinators with those native plants the rain garden is not a hole
1: in the ground, but it's indented and, you know, it's not level with your ground, which I I didn't know before I saw
0: it in person. Yes, (laughs) yes, definitely. And the depth of your rain garden is going to vary with the type of soil that you have, with the amount of runoff that you have. You can customize it for the amount of runoff and the texture of your soil. So, Um, You might need to make it deeper. If you get more runoff and you don't have a lot of space, you would make it deeper. If you um, have more space, you can make it shallower. And again, you can customize it to the amount of runoff that you get. There's a little mathematical formula that you use based on the uh, size of the roof near your downspout um, that helps you to figure out what size is going to work best for you. And then the
1: other thing you mentioned, the rain barrel. Does any old barrel do?
0: Uh, No, you need to have a rain barrel that has an intake and it needs to also have a, um, a, a valve on the outside that you would attach to a hose or that you could use to... Um, fill up a watering can for example. Now people have used things like recycled um, food barrels like pickle barrels, um, things like that. Usually you're gonna want something that's uh, a heavy-duty plastic. They do make uh, rain barrels as well that you can get at your local home improvement store um, and you can spend um, money um, online getting all kinds of fancy uh, rain barrels. Um, but it, it doesn't need to be all that fancy. The thing it needs is a level surface so it doesn't tip over. Uh, it needs a way to connect to the downspout, and uh, it's good if you have some kind of overflow valve so that, when, um, that it stops filling um, when it gets uh, full. And uh, you also want to make sure to empty it in the fall so that it doesn't crack over the winter.
1: And as you mentioned before, emptying it at least once a week, if not more, to prevent mosquitoes from breeding
0: in, in standing water. Well, you can actually, if it's covered, um, I have one at home that has a cover that you screw onto it, so the mosquitoes aren't going to get in. But if you have one that has like a screen cover on it, then yes, um, using it is the best thing to uh, to do. But I can store mine for, mine is like 80 gallons, and you can store it for a while. But when there
1: is no rain to collect and it is time to water the garden, the lawn, your trees uh, with a hose and bucket, there is a science behind using the correct amount Mm -hmm. and not wasting
0: water. How much water do our plants really need? Ideally, you want to have at least an inch of water a week. And one way that you can figure out what that is, for example, if you're watering your lawn, and the lawn can actually go for two or even three weeks, depending on the species of grass that you have, um, without water, without a lot of damage. But if it gets to the point where you do need to water your lawn, you want to make sure that you um, have your sprinkler pointed properly so that it's not like watering the sidewalk (laughs) or watering your house or watering the car Um, and that it's only going onto the lawn and if it's windy out you want to have it low pressure so that there are bigger drops so that they're not blowing away so much and you can put out a a tuna can or a cat food can in your grass so that you can measure because they're pretty much an inch tall um, when you've reached that inch of water. Now, it's a little harder to figure out when you're in the perennial garden or the vegetable garden. Um, You don't really have that ability to to do that. Um, So there are different ways that you can use to to calculate that. If you're not
1: measuring, is there a, a visual sign of when it's time to water your vegetation?
0: Yeah. uh, So if you're looking for like wilting um, to tell you when it's time to water, ideally you don't want things to wilt too much. Uh, but you know, if things are starting to look a little off color, a little bit wilted, then it's definitely time to go ahead and water. And with our vegetable plants, we don't want them to wilt too much because if they're wilted, they're under stress. And if they're under stress, they're not producing at their best. So you want to also with things like, um, Tomatoes, if they don't get consistent water, uh, they can get blossom end rot. and Nobody likes that.
1: There are techniques or tools to Mm -hmm. use to your advantage to water correctly. Mulching, improving the soil, using drip irrigation. Do you want to kind of speak to those techniques that folks can take advantage of?
0: Sure. So um, in the vegetable garden particularly, you want to use mulch. We recommend clean straw, a couple of inches. That will help keep the moisture in keep the soil nice and cool and damp. Um, You can use many different kinds of drip irrigation. If you go to our Dane County Extension Teaching Garden webpage and you click on Edibles Garden, which is our vegetable garden, there is a resource list for different kinds of drip irrigation and you can educate yourself on that topic. Drip irrigation, basically um, you have a controller that Will go on for a particular amount of time and drip out the water slowly, and then it will shut off so that you uh, don't overwater, you don't underwater.
1: As an extension agent, what are some of the questions that you're getting in relation to water conservation? Is, is this a topic that people are becoming more interested in?
0: Um, People are very interested in drip irrigation. I did a statewide talk recently uh, on that subject, and uh, we got a few hundred people that were really interested in um, water conservation. Um, You know, these days, as um, the climate is changing, we are having more unpredictable patterns with our moisture, more drought periods. But also when we get rain, it often is a lot heavier Uh, so people are trying to manage things from both ends uh, as to you know what do we do when it's dry and what do we do when it's super wet and so people are trying to choose plant material that is resilient in the face of both of those things and it's a challenge for sure.
1: Are the things that you're doing at the garden level
0: how scalable is it? Sure. There are some principles that would apply to, um, say, uh, a city um, with trees and trying to maintain trees in an urban area. And there are also things that would apply to a farm. Um, If you have like a smaller organic farm, you would employ mulching, for example. Larger agricultural scale, they don't Uh, typically do that, but they do use those uh, roving water um, applicators um, when they really need to. So, you know, it's the same kind of principle of wanting ideally an inch of water a week.
1: Is there anything else I'm not asking you that you wanted to add about water conservation, uh, what you're seeing maybe in trends in, in an urban setting?
0: Yeah, people are really getting into water conservation as a good you know, tool, a good way to be a good environmental steward. We don't want to waste our water. It is a precious resource. You think of California where they have severe drought and they, you know, you you can't water your, your lawn and, and so on. We're lucky here in the Midwest that um, we haven't experienced anything quite that severe, but we want to manage our water supply appropriately. As our cities get bigger, we have more people to support, and so you want to make sure that you're using water appropriately.
1: Visiting with Lisa Johnson, the horticulture educator at the Dane County Extension Office. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Stephanie Hoff.